your Sunday morning news, giving you this week's news coverage recap. I'm Angela Tam, and here is our local news from this past week. Trace Community is an organization within Trace COVID-19 that specializes in random prevalence testing of Oregon communities for COVID-19. Led by Oregon State University, the organization has recently expanded to Redmond, Oregon in late January. By using the data collected from random samples, the Trace team estimates the prevalence of COVID-19 in a community. Steve Clark, the Vice President of University Relations and Marketing, said he feels that testing in Redmond went well overall. However, the participation was at a lower percentage compared to other communities. Due to the amount of testing the Trace team does over the course of a few days, the organization requires a lot of participation from OSU students and faculty alike. Trace Community also collaborated with OSU Cascades, which is located in Deschutes County. The results of the Redmond Trace Community testing are reported to the Deschutes County Health Department. Funding for this program is due to the David and Lucille Packard Foundation. Ben Diel, an assistant professor on the OSU Corvallis campus and project leader of TRACE, said that they are also monitoring variants of COVID-19 using genetic sequencing. Measure 110 is now in effect across the state of Oregon, decriminalizing small amounts of drugs. This measure has left local officials and law enforcement cautiously optimistic about its effects. Having gone into effect February 1st, the implementation of this new law means that anyone found with small amounts of any drug, whether legal or illegal, will not face jail time. Instead, those in possession of illegal drugs will have the choice of either being fined $100 or going into treatment funded by the state. This measure, however, does not legalize drugs. All drugs that were not already legalized before the passage of this measure are still not legalized, as the measure had only decriminalized them. The list of drugs that are now decriminalized includes heroin, cocaine, and LSD. This measure also does not change the law for drug dealers or anyone found in possession of a large quantity of drugs. San Ogeral, Commissioner and Chair of the Vette County Board of Commissioners, said that even though the measure seemed to come from a good place, she is skeptical regarding its effects. Although the measure was well-intentioned, it was poorly crafted as it was largely by out-of-state proponents of decriminalization. Ogeral is also concerned that the fine is not steep enough to encourage assessment. The measure's silence on the issue of minors in possession is also a concern for Ogeral. However, as Oregon is the first state in the U.S. to decriminalize drugs, such challenges and concerns are likely with regards to the new law. Until the measure has been in effect long enough, impacts will remain in speculation. Phase 1B vaccination administrations are going smoothly, with Group 2 of the phase being eligible to receive the vaccine since Monday, February 8th, according to Benton County and Oregon Health Authority. Group 2 of Phase 1B includes older Oregonians ages 80 and up. The following groups, Groups 3 through 5, will gradually make the vaccine available to people aged 65 and up on a weekly basis through March 1st, prioritizing older age groups first. Jonathan Modai is the Lead Communications Officer for the Public Health Division of OHA. He said it's important to remember that meeting vaccination goals depends on getting enough vaccine supply from the federal government. He noted that every senior will be able to get a vaccine, but most will not be able to for many weeks. The OHA website provides three different methods to reach out and ask questions, either by calling, emailing, or texting OHA directly. Due to high call volumes, there may be an option to get a call back rather than wait on hold. There are options in English and Spanish, with free interpretation for all other languages. Indoor Farmers 
farmer's market will be continuing to provide locally sourced grocery opportunities until April 19th. Local readers have been prioritizing vendor diversity to supply residents with many options, despite the ongoing pandemic. Shopping can be done at the Benton County Fairgrounds in Northwest Corvallis, either in person or through orders that can be made ahead of time. Residents with EBT or SNAP benefits can purchase market tokens, which allow purchases within the market. Outdoor shopping allows customers to shop while distancing, but masks are still required to enter the market. Meats, vegetables, CBD, and snacks are available from local vendors like Brandywine Fisheries, Aldi's Bakery, Gathering Together Farm, and approximately 37 other vendors. Not all vendors are available each week, and more information surrounding each week's options can be found on the Winter Market website and Facebook page. This has been the Daily Barometer Sunday Morning News Wrap-Up. I'm Angela Tam. Come back next Sunday at 9am for next week's headlining news here on KBVRFM.